0: This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Letterboxd. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, where a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic via genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at obsessiveviewer.com, more of our podcasts at obsessiveviewer.com slash podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. And finally, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash viewer at the minimum rate of $1 per month for an exclusive RSS feed with content recorded specifically for Patreon support. Reporters. And if you bump that pledge up to $5 or more, you get access to a bevy of uh, video reaction review videos that we have of movies that we see in the theater. So, yeah, so you, we're here, Extended Potpourri, episode 301. Tiny, how's it going? Yeah, it's
1: good, it's good. good, good,
0: good. Good, We just did a uh, uh, Patreon thing talking about your little training trip to Louisville mm-hmm. and a... Uh, uh, uh bevy second time using that word woo uh <laughs> let's see if we can go for the trifecta um, Jesus. The, um but yeah, a bunch of different topics and stuff so hope you guys on patreon enjoyed that um yeah so uh, tiny it feels like it's been a while since we have done like an extended potpourri episode of obsessive viewer you and i um how, how how's it going
1: that's <laughs> going pretty good, yeah. <laughs>
0: good, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're just gonna basically just kind of go back and forth about stuff we've watched. But before we actually get into the extended potpourri, I do want to dedicate some time, um, in this episode to talk about the launch of Disney Plus, which as of this recording, it is now almost 48 hours old. No.
1: Almost, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it launched at like 3 a.m yeah about 48 hours anyway Mm -hmm. uh two days old um (laughs) Mm -hmm. so uh, tiny what's your experience been like and you didn't you haven't listened to episode 300 yet
1: i haven't okay
0: um that was a special disney plus preview so guys check that out um yeah tiny how's your experience been with disney plus what was your excitement level how was the (sighs) experience getting it and everything
1: um i expectations or whatever like um yeah. You asked me like four questions. I did. I know. Um, well, Number I was, <laughs> excitement level. I was excited <laughs> as heck just because of the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. a live action Star Wars TV show that like, yeah. The little Star Wars thing. Yeah. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what I was most excited for. Mm. Um, but I basically the, my experience has been like nothing but like fantastic with it nice. so far. Um, that's awesome. get like signing up for it took two minutes Mm -hmm. you know did you pre-order it i signed up for it before it launched yeah okay okay like a week before yeah um and then like like the the day that it you know we we didn't get it at three o'clock in the morning or we didn't try to um but like tuesday evening when it that the day that it launched like we opened up our amazon fire stick and like it was right there and it was like Click here to download the app, and mm-hmm. we did and signed in easy as hell. Nice. And the user interface is like be- oh, it's just beautiful, gorgeous, slick, easy so to use. Gorgeous. Um, yeah, really nice,
0: so um, hot. I don't
1: know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, and then the, there's stuff on there that like I just didn't know was going to be on there. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. like one thing that I found that totally. Like we kept, as we were scrolling scrolling through it, we're like, "Oh, this! Like, oh, bed knobs and broomsticks, <laughs> and oh, rescuers down under." We kept mm-hmm. doing that, and my biggest one was that they have the entire series of X Men, the animated series. Oh yeah, from the nineties. Because like I like as soon as I saw it, I immediately texted my brother because mm-hmm. we used to watch that shit like every day. Nice. And so I shared my login with him, and he was like, "Dude." That's awesome. Um, so that was one of the biggest things that I didn't know. I didn't know The Simpsons was going to be on there. Oh, really? Did oh, not. that's been
0: very big. Have you heard about the kind of controversy around it? No. Oh, so um, I, I'm a little rusty on what I, exactly it is. But basically, um, FX had the rights for every Simpsons ever. Right. And I think when they first went on FX, um, there was an issue with the aspect ratio. So like the original, like I think the early seasons of the show, uh, they were broadcast in four by three aspect ratio. So it's like the square box, but yep. they were remastered or, or whatever to be widescreen. And in doing that, it has actually, it like obviously stretches out the screen and cuts off a considerable amount of, like, animation hmm. from view. So, when you go in and watch the early episodes of The Simpsons, you're missing out on plenty of sight gags, cause that's what the show is, like, like, has a lot of stuff to. Yeah. Uh, has a lot of stuff to. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, hopefully Disney, like, fixes that, like, now. Yeah. Um, because that is, that is bothersome. Huh. Another kind of downside to, or not downside, but another kind of thing that makes me kind of, uh, a little, I don't, I don't know, um, is that it doesn't seem to track like where you're at in a series. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Like I watched like two episodes of the Simpsons and then went back to the Simpsons and it's like, you just manually go to the episode you're on, Huh. which that hopefully they update that. Yeah. But those are the only issues that I've had like, Hmm, um, with it. Um, so what's the, how, like, how do you, how do you like it?
1: <laughs> it's great so far. Um, like we watched episode one of the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how much, uh, how much of the content was going to be in 4k. Oh yeah. Cause Mandalorian's 4k. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be, I think pretty huge.
0: Yeah. I think that there was, um, <laughs> like they basically just surprised everyone. It's like, Oh, Hey, by the way, uh, star Wars 4k everything. Yeah. And like that was something that I don't think they even announced, it's just like that's there. Right. Um did you hear about the uh I don't even want to spend too much time on it cuz fucking anything, but um the Han and Grito thing. Have you heard about that? Uh no, but no. Yeah, I I've caught a little bit of wind of it, but when you go watch A New Hope, like it's using like I I don't know, it's remastered from like something George Lucas like remastered and everything like seven years ago or something like that. Okay. And he, in doing that, <laughs> he changed the scene again.
1: Oh my God.
0: So now, now I, I think Greedo shoots, uh, there's a whole thing where like Greedo says some, he has like an extra line, like his, like he has an extra line that's at it. He says like M- McClaney or or M- McCl- Mc. Uh, hang on, it's uh, yeah. Let me actually look it up because it's. While I'm looking it up, um, it's funny because <laughs> there was something going around like Twitter and everything where, uh, like recent, like within the last couple of weeks, where people were claiming that, um. Star Wars didn't have a toxic fandom until Disney bought Star Wars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's funny.
0: right. And like I was thinking about that, it's like the fucking Han and Greedo
1: thing. Like yeah,
0: that oh,
1: Jesus that I could not care less about.
0: I uh, yeah,
1: oh yeah. As a, as a big fan, mm-hmm. I just don't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch the remastered version. I, oh yeah, because I was lucky enough to get the DVDs that have right. the originals on there. That's mm. like all I watch.
0: Now that you can presumably watch it in 4K, are you gonna have to?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna definitely yeah. watch it at some point. But um, even then, I'm not. I just don't think I'm gonna care.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, you did see the special editions once because Mike special, party. Yeah,
1: I, I've seen them before. But like, if oh, I cho- yeah. when I choose to you watch it I, it, I usually just go for the original.
0: Okay. Yeah um okay so ugh. uh i don't know it's something stu- it's stupid um yeah so yeah <laughs> uh Greedo says mcconkey or McClunky before shooting like that he just says it okay um yeah and <laughs> uh twitter's been having fun with it and i've been having fun spectating but yeah uh it's you. Yeah, whatever yeah (laughs) um oh shit i hit the mic sorry um so yeah but uh yeah so disney plus is cool Mm -hmm. um i have had some good experiences with it Mm -hmm. um i woke up early tuesday and i downloaded the app signed in and everything and then i like purposely like downloaded a bunch of movies to my phone from it because i was like it's gonna be strained like they're gonna it's gonna have issues which to Disney's credit, I only got the error message like twice during the day. Oh, okay. Um and then once today after work and that's it. Like everything's wow. been running smoothly.
1: In that regard, we didn't have any issues nice. last night when we were going through it the first time. So Nice.
0: Yeah, mine cropped up usually um in the morning, uh is when it came up. When Okay. With people were waking up and everything. Sure. Um, which, by the way, did you see the announcement of how much they, how many people signed up for it? No, I didn't. <laughs> do you want to take a yeah, guess? Let's let's play a game. Oh. Uh, day one, day one release of Disney Plus. How many users do you think signed up for Jeez. Disney Plus worldwide? Uh, actually, is it available worldwide? It's yet? not. Okay. Uh, just in the U.S. Um, I think it's only here. Um, and then it's going to expand and be in the UK next year, I think. Okay. Um,
1: so just the US.
0: It might just, it might be North America. So North
1: America. Yeah. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say 40 million. (laughs) Oh, 10 million. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, kind, of, kind of thought... <laughs> kind of expected you to low-ball No, well, I mean, it's fucking Disney Plus. Exactly. And, and I don't know, like... I mean, how many people have Netflix? Aren't there like 100 million? Well, I guess that's worldwide. I
0: think, it? yeah, it's it's like 100 million. Yeah. That's worldwide. And that's after yeah. several years. Right, too. that's true. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah but yeah. still, I mean, Jesus Christ. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow.
0: Like just like that's day one yeah that's
1: that's nuts and i mean that's i mean that's 70 million dollars a month
0: yeah oh yeah (laughs) um yeah seven dollars so yeah uh yeah disney plus it's 10 million subscribers in 24 hours
1: you know because they need the money right (laughs) yeah (laughs) um
0: But yeah, it's, 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 it's big. I'm, I'm excited for us to talk about it more in the coming weeks in the podcast. Yeah. Um, I was thinking like they have so much stuff there that I was like thinking about this on the drive home for work. I'm like, man, they have, cause they have like originals and then they also have like every, like the back catalog of everything and all that. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, you could, (laughs) this isn't, this isn't a pitch, (laughs) But I was like, "You could honestly, you could just make just a Disney Plus podcast." Oh my god! Um, and, you could, you really yeah. could. I mean, and then like I was, th- I was daydreaming of the format of it, without realizing like what there's the f- something wrong with I, you. I, I know. <laughs> well, wait till you hear this. <laughs> so we've released 300 episodes of the Obsessive Viewer. Yeah. And in my daydream about a fantasy Disney Plus podcast that will never be on our part. I thought like, oh, I wonder what kind of format that that could take. Um, because they have a ton of stuff on there and I was just like completely not making the connection of the last six and a half years of my life. <laughs> but I was like, Oh, you know, you could just do like a featured review of, of, uh, an original movie or show and then just like like the back end of the episode, with just like what you've watched on the service in the interim between <laughs> between episodes. <laughs> it's oh, like God. that's the obsessive viewer. I just <laughs> right. I just pitched the obsessive viewer. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh. um. Yeah. So look forward to. Uh, <laughs> Look forward to our new podcast obsessiveviewer.com's Disney Plus Matt and Tiny equals fun. Like. Oh um.
1: <laughs> no. Hard pass.
0: Yes. <laughs> I do think that we should uh assuming that, you know, we're alive, um occasionally do like um a- I was trying to think of how we would do like a Netflix picks or mm. Prime selections type of episode, but just for Disney Plus. Yeah, I was saying like we could just do that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Sure. So,
1: yeah. I kind of, as far as like the business side of it, you know, now that all this new stuff is coming out, mm-hmm. people are like, you know, oh, there's so many services now, I can't afford them all. Um, yeah, I I think, which I'm I'm starting to feel that myself. But sure, I think I think Disney should. Their streaming service should include all of their business. So it should include ABC.
0: Oh yeah. It should include well, ESPN. That's that's the issue because they I think it's an issue with streaming rights. Like the really? the actual rights to get streaming because like if you go and like say you want to watch The Last Jedi on Disney Plus. Okay. You go to and this is something I thought was pretty interesting of them to do. Uh, go to the Last Jedi. It will say, unfortunately, due to licensing issues, this will not be available on Disney Plus until uh, December something of twenty nineteen.
1: Oh, because it's on Netflix. Because it's on Netflix. Okay.
0: So basically, once the streaming rights expire for that, it'll convert over to Disney Plus. Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, but still, like all their ABC TV shows. Yeah. I think they should have an ABC section on mm-hmm. the on Disney Plus. I think they should have. In ESPN section on Disney Plus, mm. which is a whole other ball game, because. <laughs> Literally. The, <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> but like the rights for streaming sports and for mm. different like that's a huge clusterfuck.
0: Yeah, I um, agree, but I also, because they have, there's ESPN Plus is a thing
1: right but i'm saying they should they should merge i, I know yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, down the road maybe they will but like yeah. i know hulu has a lot of abc stuff too and i think disney owns right. the majority of hulu oh they do everything. i think so okay. now they do at least
1: i know that there's a bundle you can get where you get disney plus hulu and espn plus yeah and it's a good deal i think it's like 20 dollars.
0: yeah i don't for, yeah it's not bad yeah didn't so. really interest me obviously cause, right
1: right um I'm allergic to sports Well we have Hulu Plus mm-hmm. That's how we watch TV Yeah So nice. that It didn't make sense For us
0: do you, When you say Hulu Do you mean like Hulu Live TV?
1: Like Hulu Live Whatever okay. it's called
0: yeah. Do you mind if I ask How much that is? I
1: don't remember Paige okay. pays our, pays ah, our bills okay. Yeah Yeah <laughs> um, I don't know Mm-hmm. I think it's 30 or $40 a month. That sounds about right. Yeah.
0: Cause I did a free trial of it to watch the Oscars <laughs> and then canceled it right immediately after it. So yeah. I have no idea how I'm going to
1: watch the Oscars this year. Oh my God. Um, it's not I, bad. Nice. It's a, uh, you know, it's, we, yeah. we, there's good things and bad things about it. Okay. Yeah. I saw a
0: tweet on the topic of like, oh, there's too many streaming services. I saw a tweet that like I was going to, Kind of at least screenshot and tweet about. Cause I was just like, come on, guys. But I was just like, it's, it's whatever. So it was like, it was just a breakdown of like how much each streaming service costs and everything. Mm-hmm. And then it ended with like, uh, cutting the, uh, cord cutting wasn't as cost effective as we were led to believe. And I'm like, still, and I'm a broken record. <laughs> Fucking no one is forcing you to have all of these streaming services. Right, right. That it's not a thing. Like, I got Disney Plus uh and I canceled my shutter and HBO. And when Watchmen ends, I'm gonna re up HBO for a month and watch Watchmen and then probably cancel it again until uh the outsider comes out in January. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is not that complicated. No. I, I don't understand, like like, I am really terrible with my money. <laughs> <laughs> and even I know that you can do that. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And then I guess a lot of people were replying to this person. So, like, there was a thread of, like, like they had added tweets to it saying, like, I know, I know that this and this and this and basically backtracking their entire point and basically saying, like, I know that it's a la carte and you don't need to have everything and everything. I'm just saying that it wasn't what we let it was it was as cost effective as we were led to believe. It's like, okay, who sat down and told you like, Hey, you can have everything you want and have it cost less than cable. Like right. who actually told you that? Yeah. And like, what is your actual issue? <laughs> <laughs> like if you have all of those streaming services at the same time, you do not have enough hours in the day to watch all of it. For real. Like, ah, yep. Oh, it's just, it's so annoying to me. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Disney Plus is going to own everything. Disney is going to buy everything and then we're just going to have one streaming service <laughs> and uh, it'll have everything. Right. Um, it'll cost $3,000. For real. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything on Disney Plus that you're looking forward to checking out? Because we'll do like mm-hmm. a proper Disney Plus potpourri in a few weeks, I think.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, The Mandalorian is top mm. of the list and I. the first episode did not disappoint. Nice. I'll put it that way. Um, same here honestly
0: yeah. i really liked it as nice. much shit as i give star wars i'm yeah. like hey this is what i want out of a star wars story
1: nice um nice yeah um i don't know i think just revisiting a lot of the stuff from my childhood obviously mm-hmm. the nostalgia is going to be off the charts yeah um and it's just some of the stuff that i never saw like mm-hmm. uh like the first thing we did we watched we talked about like the rescuer, the rescuers, and the rescuers down under. Mm-hmm. I had never actually seen the rescuers. Oh, okay. Because down under came out in 1990 when we were kids. Oh, yeah. But the original The Rescuers is from like 1977. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I, I I had never actually seen it. She was like, Oh, okay. Well, so we just—they're only an hour and 15 minutes apiece. That I love that too. Yeah. Like I watched
0: the day of launch, and we'll talk about this in the Potpourri episode we'll do later, but I watched four movies wow total because i watched it at work and yeah. came home and fell asleep during bambi <laughs> um by the way had no idea bambi was a boy like oh wow. my entire life i've thought
1: oh bambi's a girl so did i actually yeah, yeah he's a boy oh okay yeah. um it's an effeminate name
0: it is yeah
1: yeah uh, um so yeah i mean just look you know watching some of that stuff i've never Mm. watched um it's i don't want to spoil
0: episode 300 for you um (laughs) because i did a preview of disney plus and everything and i will say that of the screeners that i got there's one screener that stood out to me and made me really excited for it and i don't want to tell you what it is tiny but i think it will shock you okay um yeah. Okay. So, so listen to episode three hundred. Okay. Well. And then watch the thing that I am championing on that episode. Okay. Um. Yeah. Will do. Yep. But yeah, I I my experience. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I downloaded the app, downloaded a bunch of movies, watched movies. It was fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I just, very clean user interface, very like non problematic across the board yeah the one thing i was nervous about had nothing to do with the app itself so i was very excited about this Mm -hmm. because there are so many classic disney movies that i are just complete gaps to me okay either because i never saw them or because i saw them when i was very little and have no memory of it yeah so um part of that the reason for that is because or the reason that i i maybe have seen them is because my mom was is a huge disney fan okay like i remember and i talked about this in the last episode so i'll be brief i remember like um us getting uh mailed in vhs tapes of just like like promotional stuff for disney parks wow and my mom watching that and then like we went to disney world when i was like five and i have no memory of it yeah (laughs) except for uh walking down a street and i think making fun of my brother for having a pimple (laughs) um so that's about that's my entire recollection of that but (laughs) I was like sitting there at work and I was like I was like I'm watching the original Lady in the Tramp and I'm like oh my god this is this is so cool cuz I have everything here. Right. Then one of the cool things about Disney Plus is it allows you to have up to 10 uh, up to 10 devices linked to your account. Oh okay. And you can stream up to four four people can stream simultaneously. Oh nice. So that's great. That's really nice. Yeah. So I'm like, so, so I sent a text to my mom and I was like, Hey, do you know how to download an app on your phone? <laughs> and she's like, uh, <laughs> she was like, um, I don't know. Usually people at work did it for me. Does it cost money? Oh my God. And I'm like, uh, okay. Well, and I explained it to her and everything. I'm like, I'm going to give you my sign in information for Disney Plus. It's this new streaming thing that's going to change your life. It has everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, And so I was, like, thinking, I was like, okay, well, I know you have a smart TV, so tell me what kind of smart TV you have. And, like, Mm -hmm. she took a picture of, like, the model number and everything. And, like, I looked on the Disney Plus website. It wasn't compatible. Damn. So I'm like, okay. So I was, like, thinking, (sighs) okay, I can go buy a Chromecast, download the app to her phone. Really, really really hope that she understand like can understand how to cast yeah. something to her screen and then i was talking to my friends molly and yuri and molly was like just get her a roku like, like yeah that's, that's that's much more straightforward so mm-hmm. i went and got her a roku got it set up and everything and now she has disney plus nice yeah and she hasn't watched anything yet <laughs> so bummer yeah but uh but i'm excited for her. um yeah. yeah cool yeah um so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And we'll do a proper uh, potpourri. I will recommend Tiny that you watch the Imagineering story. Um, the Imagineering story. Yes, it is a six-hour like episode. Episodes, okay. Yeah. Uh, documentary series that's all about
1: like Disney. Okay, um, at the beginnings of Disney and stuff.
0: Yeah, like uh, the first epi- The first episode is all about uh. Disneyland and what went into creating it and everything. And then episode two, which I think comes out Friday is all about Disney world. Oh, cool. Um, and I swear to God watching that, like, first of all, um, tons and tons and tons of archival footage, photographs, um like interviews and stuff like it is it is stacked with information and it makes me want to go to disney so much really like i am I. it was so like i was like sitting there thinking like i wonder how much it would actually cost like and i was thinking like you know it'd be a nice like present to my mom or something (laughs) um but anyway uh yeah it's it's really cool and that's yeah Uh, and then yeah well no yeah nice about it cool um so should we go into our extended potpourri absolutely okay we've we've done uh, appeasing the disney gods yes um so uh yeah tiny do you want to get us kicked off with the
1: potpourri like how many things do you think you have uh that's the thing i was looking through mm-hmm. and i've been watching a, like a lot of stuff but mm-hmm. like it's all like it's just not that interesting like i, sure. I want to talk about it but it's not like I don't know. Um, watching a lot of like TV mm-hmm. and stuff. Haven't been watching a lot of movies. Okay. Um, but the one thing that I'm like pretty excited to talk about, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of hope you've seen it. I'm not sure if we really talked about it much. Okay. Is um, It came out a while ago, but uh, The Boys on Amazon. I haven't Amazon seen Prime it. You haven't seen it? Yeah. Okay. I've heard
0: really good things. <laughs>
1: okay. So tell me about The Boys. Yes, The Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I like absolutely freaking adored this show nice like it's it's like my favorite new show of 2019 like oh, it's awesome. it's it's so good dang um i didn't really know that it was based on like actually based on comic books mm-hmm. um and i'm not familiar with like the comics at all mm-hmm. or the authors of the comics like I, I i didn't even like look it up after i watched the show or anything okay. like that um but it's it's I, I I sort of like plagiarizing this idea, but it's it's super, it's it's super refreshing. That's a bad word yeah. to use because it's a super refreshing take on superheroes. Okay. Um, because <laughs> you know we are twenty nineteen was the peak of superhero worship mm-hmm. with you know Avengers Endgame and all that stuff, and yeah. it's like you know we've been <clears throat> worshiping and in love with these characters for over a decade and. They're the king of the... They're, you know, on top of the mountain right now. Mm. And so it's just like the perfect timing for a show like this to come out where the premise of the show is that there are... In the real world, there are superheroes like that, but they've been, like, corporatized. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like a corporation who kind of owns them in a way. Sure. And they, like, lease out superheroes to certain cities and like, huh. a law enforcement capacity. And wow. there's, like, this group of huh. seven, called, mm-hmm. called the Seven, mm-hmm. who are, like the top superheroes in the world. Um, but they're like horrible piece of shit people. Like, <laughs> just awful. Wow. Um, like kind, like basically evil. Okay. But they're presented as like superheroes. Wow. Um, and it's all about like PR and how they present themselves. and. That sounds interesting as shit. Yeah. And then there's like this huh. group who are, they're never referred to as the boys, but mm-hmm. they're the boys who... Okay. Find out that they're actually these awful horrible people who do these terrible ah. things, and they kind of team up to try to expose it and take That's them down awesome. um and man, it is just such a great just just perfect like i said perfect timing for mm. for uh for that kind of story okay that kind of comic book superhero story nice. um the acting is like out of this world. Nice. Um, the biggest lead, uh the, mm. the biggest name I think is Carl Urban. He plays kind of one of the okay. main one of the main guys. Nice. He's one of the boys. Mm. Um but the lead superhero, he's like the most popular superhero in the world is uh he's called Homelander. Okay. He's Superman basically. Oh, nice. Um and the actor is Anthony Starr. Okay. Who I hadn't seen anything, but he is just he is just phenomenal. Nice. I mean cuz he like just watch the show and he, his character is just so diabolically awful. That's awesome. But then when he's like out in public, he's like, Hey fans, how you doing? And like super like politician slick. God, that is awesome. It's, it is like a beautiful thing to watch him do it. Nice. Um, I, I mean, it's, it is just a masterfully crafted show. Um, uh, Elizabeth Shue is also in it. She oh, plays, nice. she plays like the CEO of the corporation. Okay. Um, and so she like tries to like, you know, up the pr the positive pr for these guys okay. and like sell leases to certain cities mm. like there's a plot point where she's trying to like lease a new uh um a new superhero to like the mayor of baltimore okay because baltimore doesn't have a superhero and i was like Dude, this is just nuts um that's awesome I, yeah
0: i want to say that dan trachtenberg directed at least the first episode okay um so that piqued my interest in it sure um Clearly not enough since I haven't watched it, but <laughs> I've got a backlog. Right. It's, it's a lot. Yep. Um,
1: but, uh, I, yeah, I just can't, I can't say enough good things about it. Like, like I gave it a, I gave it a 10 out of 10 on IMDb. Like, God, that's awesome. I mean, it's just, it is an absolutely phenomenal. Um, and also the visuals are really great. You know, okay. it's, you we're used to like, obviously the big budget, beautiful yeah. versions of Marvel that Marvel's presented, you know? Um, and it's it's not that it's more gritty, mm-hmm. but there's nothing that's like oh that looked like crap or sure. that was like low budget. Like one of the one of the seven is invisible. Okay, and like there's he gets into a fight with somebody, and so mm-hmm. there's somebody having a fight with an invisible man. And like as I was watching it, I was like, man, this is just like. It's something you would see in a in a big budget Marvel movie. Like nice. it's it had that that quality to it. So that's uh, awesome. Amazon didn't skip on it. So that's that's good. Sweet. Um, I, I cannot, just added I,
0: it to my watch list.
1: Okay. Nice. Yeah. I cannot wait for the second season. Uh, nice. Paige even watched it with me, and she loved oh, yeah? it. Yeah. Sweet. My dad recommended it. He he watched it first, <laughs> um, and he was absolutely right. That's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah.
0: That sounds like an interesting kind of counter to Watchmen yeah um, mm-hmm. concept i guess mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's cool
1: yeah it's it's um, it's just phenomenal
0: nice and it's only eight episodes so
1: right it's not bad right uh
0: cool cool uh should i give you my first
1: sure one? sure
0: okay so um so on letterboxd i have a list of 2019 releases that I've seen and in the notes for each one I have links to the corresponding podcast or review that I wrote um in it. So kind of as we get toward the end of the year, um, I kind of want to go through this list chronologically and fill the gaps of the ones i haven't talked about or written about okay um basically um and this first one (laughs) is one that i talked about but it's on patreon so uh (laughs) but yeah it's uh Brittany runs a marathon oh yeah yeah did you you didn't get to
1: see no i was supposed to go with you and i had to cancel that's right yeah
0: oh yeah that's right i got
1: stuck at work i think
0: you haven't watched the patreon video right no. Okay, good. I mean, you know, it was the first Patreon video. I kind of badmouthed you a lot. Uh-huh. Um, it was very cathartic. Um, <laughs> you motherfucker. I'm kidding. <laughs> joking. So joking. Anyway, um, <laughs> Brittany Runs a Marathon is directed by Paul Downs Klazo? Um. looks like this is his directorial debut a young woman decides to make positive changes in her life by training for the new york city marathon it stars Gillian bell as the titular Brittany. um and it's got some pretty uh pretty good supporting cast uh michaela watkins is kind of one of her confidants Lil ray howry is uh also in it and there's some other people so <laughs> um, uh this movie is really uh, pretty solid. Like I was I wasn't expect well, I I not I wouldn't say I wasn't expecting it to be this good, but like I actually was really into it. Um she's an overweight woman who kind of has self-destructive tendencies mm. and she wants to kind of like she decides to make a change and like start losing weight and run and like, with a goal of running a marathon, obviously. Okay. Um and what I found really Interesting about it is that it's not like a a com- it doesn't lean into the comedy. It's like it's like a, it's more a dramedy than anything. It's a very sincere kind of thing. Um very charming performance by Jillian Gil- uh, Bell, right? Um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh by Jillian Bell, uh very good. There's some really good stuff between her and like her friends as she is like losing weight. Like there is this thing where uh it's like her her roommate how to describe it it's like her roommate it's not like her roommate wants her to stay overweight but sort of does like okay it's this very interesting and well-written like cutting kind of thing where it's like well you're not really a runner like very like nagging her oh my gosh and everything and it's very like the drama of it's very like it comes through really clear and it was it was really uh pretty solid nice um yeah, I rated it four stars on Letterboxd, but I think that that should probably get on to three and a half. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was a, it was a very solid movie, um, very sincere and, uh, kind of heartwarming and, and, uh, uplifting in, in a way. Okay. Nice. Cause, uh, yeah. And I, I like that, that, like, there's a romantic subplot, but it doesn't become too dramatic or anything, or it doesn't, like, it, it, does a good balancing act between like her personal journey and the drama surrounding her and everything. Like the drama is from her, uh, from her experience of, of getting into shape and, and like experiencing relapses and setbacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very, uh, it feels very authentic. So, okay. Yeah. So I liked cool. it.
1: Yeah. I remember I got stuck in, uh, out in Illinois. Oh, yeah. At a, uh, it's actually a Hershey's manufacturing oh, wow. plant. Like they make like, Mini size, like Heath bars and milk duds, and yeah, so I remember hungry. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it smelled like heaven. God, that's awesome. There. But yeah, that's two hours away. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we got, st- we were like replacing the entire system, and Jeez. it's one of those things where you can't leave. Mm-hmm. So
0: I, uh, I'll tell you, I'll ask this off, off mic because it involves the, what I think is the name of your company that you work for. Okay. <laughs> it's a stupid joke. It's, it's dumb. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I'll probably forget about it, so whatever. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, that's Pretty Runs a Marathon. Brief little, uh, uh, review, but, um, yeah, it was, it was good. I, I recommend checking it out. Probably, it won't make my top 10 or anything, but, okay. uh, not a bad time to spend a couple hours. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's next for the um, Timester? The Timester. Never that's... called you that before and never will again. I Please apologize.
1: Don't. <laughs> Please don't. No. Yes. Um, so I finally again something that came out a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally got around to watching the movie Tag.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, with you know, uh, John Hamm and Jake Johnson and mm-hmm. Jamie Renner, Helms. at Helms. Yeah. Um. So I I had heard you and Mike talk like pretty highly about it, and I think it was I think so on one of your honorable mentions.
0: It may have been on Mike's because I, I was okay. kind of just. Maybe it's just the distance from it, now, okay, but I was okay. just
1: like, it's okay. Gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I'd heard other people say as well that they liked mm-hmm. it a lot, and I was like, really? Okay, I, that surprised me. Sure. But uh, having watched it, I I totally get it. Oh, um, nice. I really dug it a lot. Awesome. Um, I think it like it just it was such a ridiculous premise mm-hmm. that it's one of those things where it's so ridiculous that it works. Right. Like like Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that's such a dumb idea for a movie, but it just works. Um and I I think I think part of it was the cast. Mm-hmm. They were all just, they all just worked together so well. Definitely. Um and it was it was really fun to see Jeremy Renner in a non-dramatic role mm-hmm. and it's just how well he took to comedy. That was that was really uh that was really one of the pleasing parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. But there's a line and this isn't really a spoiler or anything but the movie's been out for almost 2 years now too. Right. But like so they're getting together for the re- the rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. There's a wedding going on, right? And all the friends are invited. And it involves one of the friends. <clears throat> so they're at they're at the rehearsal dinner, and they're the group is talking to the fiance played by Leslie Bibb, mm-hmm. uh, who's obviously getting married, um, the bride, and and she like she's kind of trying to like reassure them that like. She's like, she's cool with what's going on. She understands Mm -hmm. they've had this game attack going on their whole lives and all that stuff. And she's like, she goes, so I understand that it's about to get crazy. And Jake Johnston goes, it sure the fuck is. Like the way he, just the way he says it, (laughs) he says it like so nonchalantly. Like Mm -hmm. I can't, I cannot do it justice trying to recreate it. But he's just like, it sure the fuck is. Just like the (laughs) way he said it. Like I've been saying that ever since I saw the movie. Um, and it's just like we had to rewind it a, f- a few times. I don't know why, oh, but that line awesome. just really stuck with me. It was so funny. The, um, uh,
0: the line, I saw it with Kirsten, and the line that Will referenced here and there <laughs> is <laughs> when I think, it, yeah, it was tag. Uh, just a throwaway line where I don't even remember what is said, but Hannibal Burris' response is, uh, time is a construct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just like, it's just, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know anyway. if I remember that one. Yeah. Oh, um, the thing that I, it was not on my honorable mention, so it must've been on Mike's. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, I thought it was, I thought it was solid. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, the thing that I didn't really, the thing that kind of took me out of it or I wasn't really into was like kind of at the end, it kind of felt a little bit like they forced, kind of a draw dramatic kind of subplot in mm. that it didn't feel like it, it kind of came out of nowhere for me okay
1: um okay
0: yeah i don't know it, it like it i didn't buy into it so gotcha okay
1: yeah. it kind of worked for me okay that's fair yeah um, um cool. so yeah I, I ended up really liking that movie a lot nice i think it's on hbo okay i, I think so too i think that's how we watched it so yeah, nice. yeah and that was like a couple months ago but mm-hmm. yeah it was good well uh, what's next on your list
0: or, in other words, would you say, tag, I am it? <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't
1: say that. <laughs> um,
0: okay, so this next one is, shout out to Robert in Utah. <laughs> um, we, so, okay, it's Joker. Okay. Um, basically, uh, if you listen to one of, like, an episode, like, a few episodes ago, um, this is, like, right before Heartland, uh, I think you and I did an episode and then I mentioned like, all right, well, Fekus is about to come over and we're going to record a review of Joker. Um, <laughs> Fekus did not come over.
1: <laughs> he yeah. got
0: stuck at work and then Heartland happened and it's like, we just never recorded it. Ah, oh, dang. Yeah. So, uh, so it's been a little while since I've seen Joker, but, um, I do want to, uh, bring it up because it is on my list of not being listed on the podcast. So.
1: Yeah. I'm curious what you thought about it.
0: Yeah. So, um, there's a lot of, and there was a lot of, like, um, I guess negative buzz, a lot of stuff surrounding it, um, pre release. Yeah. And that kind of made me a little hesitant because Todd Phillips is, uh, like his, some of his comments were just like, okay, he's, sounds like just a massive tool and kind of an idiot. Um, talking about how, like, uh, you could, like, this is what, like, why I did, joker uh the reason i did joker is because you can't do comedy these days because everything's offensive it's like okay uh people are doing fine with comedy guy but uh so i was kind of worried that it was going to be like uh and there was a lot of talk about like oh like the incel community was going to gravitate toward it and everything and Mm -hmm. so i thought it was going to be like a super like uh masculine insecurity yeah masculine like masked like a phony masculine statement that's masking insecurity okay um but it was really well done nice um really liked it um it's the performance from joaquin phoenix is really really good like he he isn't playing it up like he's playing this mentally unstable character, but he's not playing it up as like a comic book archetype or anything. He's do he's doing something unique with it. And it's like, the story is, is very interesting. It, uh, like it held my attention. There was something that they were doing. Like there was, there was a, there was a, a road that they were going down in the movie that I was like, okay, if they do this, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Um but like I think that that was intentional like cuz they lead you down a certain path and then it's like it's like it's it works in a very unique way and mm-hmm. I was like I was kind of smitten by that. Huh. Um and there I mean there's like a few like easter eggs or a few like references to Batman like just the lore of like the mythology and everything but for the most part it's a pretty straightforward like guy who's emotionally unstable, that's pushed to a breaking point um, kind of thing. It's like it's that type of story first and foremost. A hmm. um, couple things about it. Zazie Beats is in it, mm-hmm. um, who I love, but she has given fuck all to do in this movie. Really? Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's really a shame. Dang. Um, and like the, the route that they go with that character is kind of, I mean, it's kind of obvious. And I think that's kind of the point. But it's also like it's pigeonholing her to just being a just a stand-in for a character, than yeah. Anything, um, which that was disappointing because I really like her as an actress. But yeah, um, but man, like, just it's an interesting like character study of this character. And like, I was thinking, like, man, they could they could do this to other characters. Like, I would love to see a Riddler, oh yeah, uh, one. And just ah, and it like that's dangerous. Like I don't want to be like, oh, I want another franchise. But I'm like, they could really do some interesting stuff. Some characters.
1: I mean, that's that's the 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 upside, or that's the uh, the one thing that DC has gone for. It is Mm. they're famous for having great villains. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They should capitalize on that totally.
0: And uh, I will say that the um the violence in it Mm. is it's so unexpected and unexpectedly artistic in a way. So it's like, it's, it's not glorifying it or it's not gratuitous per se. It's like, it's feels authentic and real. And like, it just feels like an extension of this characterization that we've, that we're following of the character. And it's like, Oh, it's, it's like just an extension of his instability or his unstableness. Hmm. Um, it's man it's a really interesting movie cool
1: um i feel yeah. like that's what you described as kind of the curse of having a really great villain or like i feel like it's kind of a characteristic of the joker mm-hmm. is that he he like overwhelms the movie yeah oh yeah i mean even even like the episodes of like batman the animated series yeah. that have the joker in it like you kind of forget that like you're rooting for batman right and that he's the good guy because the bat because batman is so like he doesn't know what's going on and he's so thrown for a loop right that he's like off his game the whole mm-hmm. time and so it's like you're just focused on how nuts the joker is totally and i mean like heath ledger just completely ruled that movie yeah. rightfully oh, yeah. so uh even jack nicholson in mm-hmm. the original batman movie you know i mean it like that that character just overwhelms everything and so i feel like a lot of the ancillary characters, or even your lead, like your main right. character, kind of gets lost oh, yeah. in the shuffle with the character, with the Joker. Um, you kind of forget that, you know, the, that Batman in the Dark Knight mm-hmm. compromises his morals to an extent yeah. and, and does some like, uh, you know, questionable things mm-hmm. in that movie, uh, throughout the movie, cause you're just kind of focused on how crazy the Joker is. So right. I feel like, Zazzy beats kind of getting yeah. lost in the background is an unfortunate consequence of having yeah. a character like that. But uh, totally, yeah, I'm not saying it's, it's impossible or anything, right? To to have other good characters, but mm-hmm. um, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess, is what I'd, I'd yeah. say about it. So
0: um, also, I just want to comment on Gotham in it. Oh, okay.
1: It is like. Do you know where they filmed it? Like, what um, city they I film?
0: don't actually. I, I should look that. Probably like Toronto or something. Okay, but. It's, it harkens back to like, um, to like Tim Burton's Gotham okay in, in the original. And so that very kind of grimy kind of period, some somewhat now period, like yeah. it was present day back then, right. sort of. Um, but like, it, it feels like it's existing in like the seventies or maybe early eighties. Okay. And it's just like, it's so just grimy and grungy and mm-hmm. just dirty the way that you would think Gotham would be pre Batman. Okay. Um, and there, I don't want to spoil any surprises or anything, but like just the places that the movie goes are just really like it connects really interestingly and very like well. Oh, nice. Um, Todd Phillips
1: wrote it too, didn't he?
0: I think so. Um, That's wild. Yeah. Um, really interesting movie. Nice. Um, I don't, I think just because just from sheer amount of movies that i've watched i don't think this is going to make the cut for my top 10 but uh it may be a uh an honorable mention cool okay principal photography took place in new york city jersey city and newark new jersey okay um so yeah
1: newark is fitting Mm, yep newark's a shithole (laughs)
0: yeah so i've heard (laughs) but yeah uh, i give joker four stars and yeah i was very impressed cool yeah. um so oh also robert de niro was awesome because nice yeah.
1: yeah uh so what's your next one um i guess i'll mention um page and i have been watching through the showtime series shameless okay interesting. Uh, it's on netflix yeah and i i had watched that show when it first came out, like the first like five seasons, I want to say. Okay. I actually followed it. Yeah. Um, and it's a really good show. The characters are great. And the, the acting is, is just awesome. Um, for those who don't know, it's kind of about like, uh, uh, a, a poor, like a lower class family in, uh, South Chicago who, um, it's basically like the father, the mother is MIA and the father is a, Raging, irresponsible, alcoholic, and so mm-hmm. the oldest, uh, sibling, uh, played by Emmy Rossum is 19 years old, and she basically raises her, I think, five brothers and sisters, um, who range in age from like 17 down to like a, basically a two-year-old, like a toddler. Okay. Um, and so it's about basically her struggle and their struggle mm-hmm. to, you know, survive basically without any parents. <laughs> um, wow. and you know, it's, it's just a really wild, wild ride. Um, William H Macy plays the father and he's like a real degenerate. Uh, a- he re- refers to himself as an honest asshole. Mm. <laughs> um, but it's a, uh, it's, it's just wild what these people go through and what they, what lengths they go to, to make money so they can pay their bills as a right. bunch of, you know, uneducated kids and, and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's a really great show um I did not realize it was still on the air oh yeah the that's tenth right. the tenth season's about to air um that's nuts yeah but I think uh I don't think it's a spoiler emmy Rawson left the show right um at at some point I don't know when but I think we're on seasons we just started season seven wow, so I was kind of hoping <laughs> we'd have it done, but we mm. kind of got focused on some other things sure um. But, uh, it's, it's a really good show. I think it's kind of the point we're at, it's starting to lose its luster a little bit. Oh yeah. I think it's like been on the air a little bit too long. Um, which I've, I've mentioned several times how I think, you know, the perfect amount of time for any show is basically like five seasons, yeah, 60 episodes or so. Um, not that that's a cardinal rule, but you know, I think once you start getting into six, seven, eight, nine seasons, it's like, it's time to end it. So, um, so it's like I'm starting to feel that a little bit with, with season seven, but um, I highly recommend it. Like, it's just, it's just a, it's a real one of a kind story. Um, nice. Ironically, yeah. I think it's, it's actually a remake from a British show. <laughs> I was going um, to be a dick mention that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> British or Australian? I can't remember. I want to say British. Probably.
1: I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just clever. It's entertaining as all hell. There's just great characters in it. Um, yeah. It's really good. We're enjoying it. Nice. Um, yeah.
0: Sweet. Okay. uh, I may check that out at some time. I have harbored a uh, crush for Emmy Rossum for quite a while.
1: That is warranted. Yes, um, she's a really great actress. I mean, and
0: yes, she is. She's, not to, not
1: to yeah, completely objectify her, right? She's a very good actress, and she's like, it's funny because her her character is like, you know, she's she's like a, a ghetto girl as they call sure. her in the in the show. Um, you know, she's curses a lot, and she drinks, and mm. she's frankly a slut Mm. uh which she will she's a uh, self-admittedly promiscuous girl sure um but like in real life emmy Rawson like speaks like five languages Mm -hmm. and she's like a traditionally trained opera singer and like she's like this she's like a shakespearean actress right and she's it's just it's just it's funny to think of her in this role Mm -hmm. you know like she's famous she got famous when she was like 14 or 15 when she was in the phantom of the opera yeah um and, and that's what she's like most famous for. And now mm-hmm. she's, it's just, it's just, it's really cool to see her kind of break out of that image. Right. And, and do this well, show.
0: Let's also not, dis- like, let, let's not.
1: Not forget about Dragon, Dragon yep. Ball Z. Was she in Dragon Ball she's Z? She was in Dragon Ball Z. I
0: I was going to say the day after tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that yeah.
1: too. Yeah. Yeah, she's in that. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z is horrendous. Oh wow, I didn't, yeah. it's wow. It's really bad. Is it live action? Oh yeah. Oh my God i think it's dragon ball z i
0: i want to challenge you on that it's
1: one of the anime one of the Asian yeah. anime cartoons they made it into, and it's her and uh he's also on shameless um oh. I, I, think, I can't think of his name he's a pretty boy he was on lost um, um justin chatwin
0: oh yeah oh yeah yeah oh man okay yeah uh
1: um let me find i thought it was dragon ball z i'm
0: but... looking that up now she was also in Comet, which was a movie by um, the dude who did Mr. Robot, oh, Dragon yeah. Ball Evolution,
1: Dragon Ball Evolution. There you go. Is that Dragon Ball Z?
0: I guess so. It's um, that universe, I believe. Yeah, two point five out of ten stars with sixty seven thousand votes. I watched it. Um, wow! It is. It is. Why? It's bad. Oh wow! It's a
1: bad movie.
0: Um, speaking of Justin Chatwin, and do you is there? Anything else on Shameless? Nah. Okay. Nah. Well I'm gonna double up this because this isn't this is more of a tangent than anything. Uh two things about Justin Chatwin. Once oh, and I I'll be able to I think I'll be able to spin this over to um I'll be able to transition into my next Potpourri segment. Okay. So Justin Chatwin, he was uh back in two thousand ten, he was like uh he was like the um my pick for, like, understudy for the role of Eddie Dean in oh, yeah. any Dark Tower thing, because obviously yeah. um, Aaron Paul was tops, and then, like, Justin Chowin, because he has, like, that, they they look similar. Mm-hmm. I think that he would make a good uh, Eddie Dean. Yeah. But uh, I had, um, <laughs> I, I have some Google Play credit um, in gift cards and stuff. And I decided to rent a movie because I kind of like to do that at the end of the year. Toward the end of the year, I like to rent, you know, movies. But since I now am in the IFJA, I get tons of screeners. So I have Google Play credits that I aren't used. Hmm. So I found this indie comedy drama um, called Summer Night. So Tiny... You'll know immediately, and I don't think I've mentioned this before, um, mentioned this movie before, but you'll know immediately why I downloaded it, or okay. why I rented this. A coming-of-age story about the complexities of young romantic relationships, <laughs> and I'll add to it, that takes place over one summer night.
1: Ah, uh, that's your game. <laughs> so that is, that is my
0: wheelhouse. That's your jam. I got, oh, it also has Annalie Tipton. Um, oh, from, yeah, I like her. Yeah, me too. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love she was the baby uh, yeah student? she was yeah. yeah she's in that yeah oh she was also in um i think she was also in two night stand with miles teller that's i haven't seen that yeah oh it's so charming i've heard it's good yeah yeah um so anyway oh and also i know lana condor from something oh um lana or Lena condor from to all the boys i've loved before
1: Okay, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Is yeah. she Asian? Uh, she is. Okay, yeah. She's the lead in that, right? She is, yes. Okay.
0: And then also, uh, rounding out the cast is Eller Coltrane from Boyhood.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: I got about 15 to 20 minutes into this movie, and I was <laughs> like, I, it's, it's not hooking me. Yeah. Um, and also, like, like Justin Chatwin's first scene, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> um, it's like, I don't know if he's supposed to be an adult or, (laughs) like, a teenager or early 20s, like, character, because he's, like, talk, like, he's, he's doing this weird affectation to his voice. He's, like, kind of, like, it's, he's not, he, he doesn't look like this in the movie, but this is the kind of. This is a, this is a represent, like, this is a description of, like, his, the character he's playing. Um, it's not technically how he's made up in it, but it's like, this is the type of character he's doing. It's like, it's like he's sitting on, like, a country rocking chair with a piece of straw in his mouth. (laughs) Uh, oh, he's actually, he actually is strumming an acoustic guitar. Oh my God. Um, just doling out uh relationship advice to these teenagers that are having like relationship hardships and stuff (laughs) but the thing and it's it's so weird it's like it's i couldn't really place like what his relationship was to the other characters i think he was the older brother of two kids i don't know okay but i it's like i don't it's been like a month since i like stopped watching this but um there was a line, like I don't know what the actual line was, but this is a close approximation of what it was. But it's something like something like, oh, "Don't worry, your don't worry, your your young head, little you know, lover, or whatever." Just something, something that's really like try hard for that. Okay. But the part where I was like, "Um, no, I'm I'm tapping out." <laughs> is like cuz like it has intersecting storylines it was kind of interesting there's it, it's clearly like an independent movie and i want to give it like all the credit i can cuz it's like i mean it's impossible like it's in, insane the thought of making a feature film but like there was like little like technical things like they did like uh, a shot uh, like they like they instead of it's like they couldn't afford or didn't have the expertise to do like a like a um not crane but like have like a camera mounted on a car to have like um dialogue scenes between it okay so like they just <sighs> I have an exterior shot of the car driving and then an ADR voiceover Ooh. for the car. It's jarring as hell. It's rough. Yeah, but the one line where I was like, or the one scene where I was like, okay, this is, this is, I don't know what this is. <laughs> um, and it's where I stopped it, um, and wasted like $3 of my, my Google Play credit. <laughs> Justin Chatwin is comforting the brother, I guess, who's just, uh, gotten dumped or, or like his, the girl he's into is into someone else, something like that. Again, this is like 20 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know, I know what'll cheer you up. And it's like played up like, oh, they're gonna like, you know, they're gonna do like fun guy stuff. They're gonna do like, they're gonna play catch or something or they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna do something fun. And like just immediately cuts to him with like a melon or something throwing it and then it cuts to the kid who has like a hatchet and he's like ha- like he like he like cuts the melon in half in the air and i'm yeah. like this is so like what <laughs> that's
1: random like, the shit
0: it's like it's so weird like wow I, it was just it was weird and i stopped it so anyway that's summer night maybe if maybe you might be into it but anyway wow the rough transition to my actual potpourri um el camino a breaking bad movie yeah yeah you haven't watched this yet oh i have oh you have yes man we should have just reviewed that i know i forgot
1: i kind of forgot i watched it oh yeah Um, yeah
0: oh man uh so i thought it was pretty good
1: um vince gilligan that fucking asshole so good
0: let me ask you this. <laughs> okay. Cuz I tweeted this and I know you're not on
1: Twitter. On um, no, no, not really. And
0: I also letterboxed it, but I don't know if you read my review. I don't think I did. So and I'm going to have to dance around spoilers, but there is sure. like there's like a a sizable action scene that involves kind of a showdown of some of sorts. Yes, there is. In that moment, I was like 2010 Matt was like Aaron Paul is Eddie Dean.
1: Eddie Dean, yeah. Aaron Paul is Eddie Dean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Aaron Paul is fucking Eddie Dean. <laughs> A lot of those vibes.
0: It was so... Like, that was, like, the most satisfying thing for me. Like, yeah. Like, that, like, five-second clip, I was just like... Yeah. Oh, my God. This is what I've wanted... This is what I've wanted... Yeah. ...when I spent 13 months reading the Dark Tower series. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, um.
0: Yeah. But yeah. the actual movie overall, I thought was very my like like no one was asking for it. no (laughs) i was i was not even i watched it well after it came out Mm -hmm. um kind of on a whim and everything i it was not really on my radar even though i love breaking bad Mm -hmm. but it just it just didn't interest me or hook me but like watching it first of all just vince gilligan and just albuquerque and like, the way that, like, it just, it took me back to what I loved about the cinematography and the,
1: the yeah. filming
0: of Breaking Bad, just those, just the time lapses are just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but also just freaking aaron paul man i know so amazing
1: i loved the the noirishness of it yes. it had a very noir feel mm-hmm. um which the show didn't really have
0: yeah not
2: maybe really. maybe
1: some episodes yeah. did, but it was like hardcore noir yeah in like a in a phenomenal way right like i i mean totally, it, a
0: it was so
1: yeah it
0: was so different from breaking bad but Similar, right? Like it was the same, and like, right. There were some parts where I kind of felt like, okay, they're just kind of, you know, I don't, I don't want to say play, paying fan service to Breaking Bad, but it's like, okay, do we need this like reference or anything, mm. or do we need, do we need him to do this or whatever? But overall, man, I was really into it.
1: Uh, me too. Yeah. It worked so well for yeah. me. Um, I cannot believe how much I missed Todd.
0: Oh my God! Yes, Jesse. Plemons. Jesse Plemons.
1: Oh my God! And I think I. I, I always like, if I think back to Breaking Bad, which is a show I want to rewatch, I want to yeah. talk Paige into mm-hmm. watching it because she's never seen it. Yeah. Um, when I, th- I, I never, I, I never had a good way to describe Todd. Sure. When I was watching the show, but mm-hmm. after watching El Camino, mm-hmm. it just like something clicked in my head. Todd is a 10 year old who never grew up. He's, a, he's a, he's a 10 year old stuck in a grown man's body. It, yes because he's like dude do you like my bedroom i'll say it's cool right (laughs) and he doesn't have a good moral compass because he'll just like he's a 10 year
0: old trapped in a sociopath's body yes he's a
1: he's a 10 year old sociopath yes who grew into a man yeah
0: right yeah uh i totally agree and there's also this it's like it's tinged with like this hero worship he has for for jesse yeah and it's just it's so like i was watching i was like because I didn't know what format the movie was going to take. I mm-hmm. didn't know. I didn't know how much of flashbacks we were going to have with with Jesse and and with with Todd and everything. But I was like, I would, I would, I would watch a whole series of like just Jesse Plemons and Aaron Paul playing off each other. Yeah.
1: Because they were so good. So satisfying um, to watch. God. Yeah. Oh. So I good. really, I really love that movie. Like I forgot yeah. to add it into my. I have a, a, an ongoing list throughout mm. the year of movies I think will make my top 10, Yeah, and usually it exceeds 10, and those mm. are my honorable, honorable mentions. mentions, and I haven't put it on that list yet, but it's, uh, yeah. it's going to be on that list. Mm. It's going to be either in the top 10 or a close honorable mention.
0: You know what you could do? Is okay. Put that list on letterboxd. I have it on letterboxd. Oh, okay. It's I just thought not you it's just, just, just on note.
1: No, it's just okay. not public.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I I don't want to make stuff. it public,
1: you know. It's got to be a surprise. Same at the end same of the year. with me. Yeah.
0: I I do have I have two lists. I have 2000 2019 releases I've seen which I have public and then I also have the obsessive viewer top 10 movies of 2019 which is private until <laughs> We record our episode. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. El Camino was. It was great. Yeah, so oh. good.
0: And it makes me want to go back and watch Breaking Bad. Me too. Um, almost makes me someone interested to see Better
1: Call Saul. Have you watched any of Better Call? Saul? No. Yeah. I'm not that interested in it. I mm-hmm. I didn't really love the character of Saul on the show. Sure. I didn't like dislike him, but yeah. I was just so much more interested in the other characters. Yeah. Um. He, I love Bob Odenkirk. Oh, me too. It was great. But
0: uh, yeah, and. I, I watched the first season of Better Call Saul, Okay. the entire first season, and I thought it was okay, Okay, but it was just like, it was expanding the mythology and the world of Breaking Bad, which is fine, but it's also like, I don't care, I don't need it yeah. to be, like, to me, Breaking Bad is Walt, Walter White and right. Jesse Pinkman.
1: And that show, the end of that show had such a beautiful bow at the end of it, mm-hmm. to wrap it up, you know, I, yeah. I had completely i had perfect closure with that show yeah. um and you know just like like you said nobody was asking for el camino right i, I wasn't necessarily wondering what happened to jesse Plum, or what happened jesse <laughs> to <laughs> pinkman. jesse pinkman yeah. um i wasn't really wondering i was <laughs> like oh yeah i thought it was a kind of a happy ending for him in the yeah. show um so i was i was yeah, yeah. um so i i, I had not really spent a lot of time thinking about mm-hmm.
0: Breaking bad. Yeah, same here. Yeah. And like we even talked in the pod chat with Mike, who by the way, today's Mike's birthday. <laughs> oh yeah, happy birthday. Uh, Mike. Happy birthday, Mike. I don't know if he's listening, but uh to you guys listening, I shared this on social media and everything. Please go check out his band as good as it gets. Uh their EP um Modern Parlance uh, yes. came out about a month ago. It's seriously like and I said this sincerely on social media and everything. I've followed Mike and Dustin uh their music for about 15 years now. This is seriously the best music they've put out nice. like ever. And like like there's five tracks. I'll highlight the first 3. Um the first one is called Details and I think that that's Dustin's <sighs> best like vo- like best vocals that I've heard Dustin do. Wow. And it's it's so good. Um the second one is Intertwined. Uh, the summer before seventh grade, I think. Um, the best, like, lyrically the best song I've ever heard from them. Wow. It's, it's so good. Awesome. It's so good. <laughs> um, and then finally, Jaded, which is, uh, the third one, uh, on the track list. Um, that is the best vocals I've heard from Mike. Wow. Um, just so good. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, um, Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, but we talked about it in the pod chat and, like, Mike said, Mike put it well and he said, like, it's, uh, there's been so much time from Breaking Bad that I don't, like, it's not, it doesn't interest him for El Camino. Like, yeah. it, it's not enough to interest him. Right. And I agreed, but, um, yeah. Well, I hope he watches it. <laughs> Me too. I, I think he did, and I think he rated it like three and a half stars, maybe. Okay. Okay. Um, also, nice to see Robert Forster in what yeah. is presumably his last role.
1: Was he in the show? Was that character in he the was. show? I don't yep. remember him. From oh, it the was the last season. Was it the yep. last season? Jeez. Yep. Man.
0: Um, cause, Spoilers? But if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, it's, you know, spoilers. Uh, it's what happens to Saul. He gets, he disappears. Okay. Okay. That's kind of the premise of Better Call Saul to an extent. It's like, okay. Each season, I believe, starts with like a, like a, like a present day thing of just Saul, at least in the, in the first season, like him working at like a Cinnabon or something. Okay. And then it's in black and white and then, flashes back to the backstory, which I like that as a concept, because I think that each season begins and ends with a present day thing, and I don't know. Hmm, okay. But anyway, cool. um, yeah, that was mine. Do you okay. have another
1: one? Uh, yeah, my, kind of my last thing. Okay. It'll be really brief, but it was something that I wasn't crazy about, because everything that I, else that I talked about was positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally watched, this is a classic I had just never mm-hmm. seen. Uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's.
0: Oh, interesting. Have you ever seen it? Uh, yes, I have have seen it. Okay. I'll tell you that story off mic. Okay. Um,
1: (laughs) okay. Um, I, I did not really care for the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I I really didn't like it. Um, it's Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and she, she is something to like about the movie. She's Mm. really charming. Yeah. She's that, uh, you know, kind of an architect, archetypical, like, uh, kind of dream girl kind of girl. She's mm-hmm. really beautiful. She's fun. She likes to party, all that mm-hmm. stuff. She has a sense of humor and just like a very kind of charming, romantic comedy kind of girl I want to get type. Sure. Archetype. Um, and she plays that. She. I think, I don't know if that character was kind of the the, uh, invention of that archetype or not. Mm. I don't know. If she was kind of the first one. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really say, but um, I don't remember the movie that well, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but she, yeah, she was, she was perfect as that. She, she's phenomenal. I really enjoyed her performance. Um, but the movie's just such a, it's just so off the wall. It's, uh, it's, it's a very aimless movie. Um, she's just kind of this party girl who goes to parties and, mm. and she has kind of, major issues in her life and and kind of dark parts of her life that she just kind of pushes to the edge and doesn't think about. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It, it just, I didn't, I didn't really care that much for the way it all came to the surface. Okay. And the kind of love story she has with, with the, the male lead in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I wasn't really that into it. And uh, it's, it's just a very, a very aimless movie. It just kind of meanders through the story and there's all this random stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. um, I don't know if that was intentional, because that's kind of how her the character's life is. She's a very off-the-wall kind of character, and she just kind of goes with the flow. And mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was intentional, but uh, it, it didn't really work for me. That well. Okay. Uh, not to mention, I'd heard about it, but I'd never seen the movie. Uh, Mickey Rooney's. I was going to ask. Like, I was going to be a
0: dick and be like, so what did you think of Mickey Rooney's performance? <laughs> yeah,
1: blatantly, blatantly racist performance. Yes. Um, but for the time, you know, you got to, you got to grade history on a curve. Because yeah. at, at the time, People were just like, oh, it's so funny. I love the performance. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. But now people would yeah. lose their freaking minds. You know,
0: I'm, and I'm going to go ahead. And, we need to cancel Mickey Rooney.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, he's he be been
0: canceled. dead for five years. <laughs> right. But we need to cancel him, boycott <laughs> everything that he's ever done. Yeah. Um, because in the sixties, he was, he was, uh, he performed, uh, in
1: a racist role. Yeah. Um, um yeah. so yeah, I really didn't, I didn't dig the movie. Uh, my, uh, page wanted to watch it and I was like, okay, okay. I've never seen it. And, had she, she seen it before? Yeah. And she actually said, she was like, you're probably not going to like it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And, uh, I was kind of surprised at how well she gets me because yes. I, I didn't really <laughs> like it that much. Um,
0: you were kind of surprised how well your wife gets you. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, it's just rare that people say that. Oh, yeah. People are yeah, usually yeah. like, Oh, you're going to love this movie or I love right. this movie, but people don't typically say, You're probably not going to like it. So
0: <laughs> you're probably not going to like this, honey. Let's watch it. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I wanted to see it because, you know, it's classic. Oh, yeah. Never seen it before. So, um, yeah, yeah I just, uh, I'm sure there's things about it that are, well, I know there are things about it that are charming and mm-hmm. that are good, but just overall, I'll, 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 I probably won't ever watch it again.
0: Yeah, I, again, I, I don't remember much of it. I just yeah. remember, uh, I don't remember. I, I can't comment
1: on it. Yeah. Um, it's like they were trying to invent the romantic comedy, but didn't, but kind sort of failed. Of, yeah. That's sort I of. I think
0: uh, there may be a theory or allegory in there about her having some kind of mental illness or something. Yeah, that's right. I think that before. Yeah. Um but that's about it. Right. So yeah. Um yeah. Shall I round us out with Please do. Okay. Uh, I actually, ha- I'm going to kind of rapid fire these three. Okay. Um, because what I did last time when we had Ben on is for potpourri, I kind of did some of the heartland stuff that I watched. that I had didn't cover on the website or on the podcast. So I've got three movies that I want to talk about that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet. Um, first up is there are two documentaries in a, in a narrative. First up is always in season. Hmm. Um, I'm going to read the plot summary uh, on Letterboxd, uh, directed by Jacqueline o- uh, Olive. When 17-year-old Lennon Lacey is found hanging from a swing set in rural North Carolina in 2014, his mother's search for justice and reconciliation begins while the trauma of more than a century of lynching African-Americans bleeds into the present. Oh. So this was a very interesting documentary. I rated it four stars. I <sighs> Probably more like three and a half because kind of inflated film festivals. Sure. Days. Yeah. But um, it was very interesting to me the way that it kind of covered uh the subject matter because it it does a lot with it. Um, basically it it tells the story of the seventeen year old uh who was lynched in North Carolina and how justice was not served. Mm. Um, they there was. No like it just didn't happen, but it juxtaposes that with kind of the history of lynching in this in this community hmm. and one thing that I found really interesting and kind of honestly kind of bizarre is that the community hires actors like it from the community each year to reenact like a a particularly brutal lynching that happened um and it's like, I get it, and i I'm, I support them reenacting it because that particular lynching was never solved. Wow. Um, and it's like, it's like a crowd of people and stuff, like they're, oh, Jesus. The there was a pregnant woman involved that the baby was cut out of her. Jesus. Um, just very, just, Disgusting, brutal stuff, and they reenacted it each year. Wow. Um, to kind of bring awareness to it. I don't know if it's the exact same, like, neighborhood that, that Lennon Lacey was in. Okay. But, uh, but it's the same area. Um, kind of, kind of the, I feel like while, since it was doing kind of double and even triple duty in terms of, like, covering the historical aspect of, of lynching in the area and lynching in America in general, and also covering this true crime, um investigation and 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 crime that happened this murder this lynching um, it kind of felt like it wasn't devoting enough time to it wasn't devoting enough time to both to both things it was kind of splitting itself so like there's kind of like more than it's about an 89 minute movie about halfway through we start to get more information about Lennon lacy and his personal life his his friends and everything it's like They kind of hint that, or they kind of, they kind of theorize that maybe one of his friends had something to do with it, but there's no, there's no, there's not, like that's it, that it's just conjecture, and Mm. it's like, I kind of wish that they would have just concentrated on that thing. Like, it's important to tell the history and to, to tell the story of like this, these reenactments and stuff, but like, I mean, I kinda wish that they would have had like the resources to really dive into the investigation into into the lynching of, of Lenin Lacey. Okay. Um so it was it was pretty good. Always in season. Um it's a documentary it was at Heartland, it might have a digital release or something sometime. Okay. Um the next one is you heard me interview the filmmaker a couple of times in the Heartland episodes, We Shall Not Die Now, uh, which is a documentary by Ashton Gleckman. Uh, who is a nineteen-year-old uh, Indianapolis native? He lives in Carmel. Um, it's a chronicle of the Holocaust told by the resilient survivors who lived through it. Amazing documentary. Wow. Um, and like I kind of harped in, in the in the Hardline episodes that dude's nineteen. It's it's that nuts. is wild. Like he has his whole like future ahead of him. Um, <laughs> so he, it, it, like he he travels to like all like these locations and like poland and he goes to the goes to the like remnants of the camps and stuff and everything and like he has footage of there but it's what i really respect about it it's not like it's not like a travel log or anything like that Mm -hmm. he goes like he is he's shooting footage in these in these kind of hallowed grounds as like talking heads and as as his interviews are being played like as it's it's very it's very good um a very well constructed uh documentary. And I wanna highlight one of the uh interviewees. Um oh crap, I don't know who it was. Um here we go. Um the okay, Dr. Michael uh Barenbaum. Uh he is a scholar of, of the Holocaust and everything. Mm-hmm. Um he the way that he articulates like what happened and it's, it's like articulates like the importance and the trauma and the tragedy and the just heinous level. Like he has a way with words that just, it's so affecting and moving and, and just so well, well said and well articulated that I was wow. very taken with that.
1: Um, Is Ava core in it?
0: Um, they reference her, I think. Okay. Um, Yeah. She just passed passed away away this year in the last few months, yeah. Yeah, there was a documentary last year at Heartland, um, all about her. Oh really? I think she was at the film festival last year. Oh, cool, okay. Yeah. Um but yeah, but that's We Shall Not Die Now. It is having a it is going to be on Amazon Prime next month. Oh cool. Um so yeah, so definitely check out We Shall Not Die Now. Very impressive documentary.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yep. And then he also uses a bunch of archival footage. He he um are you familiar with the documentary Shoah?
1: No, but I'm familiar with the Shoah Foundation.
0: Okay, well, there's a documentary called Shoah. Um, okay, that I guess Ashton Gluckman used, like he went to like the Holocaust archives and stuff or whatever, okay. and he um, used, like he got permission to use footage that was deleted from from this documentary from the 70s. Mm. So he has like interviews from Holocaust survivors from the 70s that he that he has in this documentary. It's just wow. just incredibly thorough. And, I mean, just really heartbreaking and, and moving. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah. And then my final piece of uh, potpourri is... And you you would have heard my interview with Matt Ratner, the director of this, over in the second Heartland episode with the Press Junkets. Uh, Standing Up, Falling Down. <clears throat> it is directed by Matt Ratner, his directorial debut. He was a producer on the film... Oh. Band of Robbers, which was at Heartland in, I think, 2016. So, standing up, falling down, I'll read the plot summary. A comedian about... Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to take that again. A comedy about the unlikely friendship that kindles between a struggling stand-up comedian, played by Ben Schwartz, uh, from L.A., forced to move back home to eastern Long Island with his tail between his legs and a tragically flawed but charming and charismatic alcoholic dermatologist, played <laughs> by Billy Crystal. Uh um discovering to be discovering to be kindred spirits each helps the other find healing in addition to the confidence to face the failures in their lives um i was really taken with this movie um it's very funny uh there's a lot of good back and forth between ben schwartz and billy crystal um of course ben schwartz has a improv background and Billy Crystal is frickin' Billy Crystal. Yeah. Um, it's so, like, it's, it's just, they have this repertoire, rep, repertoire between them. Is that the right word? Mm I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, oh, they, they have such, like, good repartee in the movie. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's so, like, charming and, um, it, it really brings you into the, into the kind of drama of each character. Like, uh, Billy Crystal's character, uh, is a widower. And who is kind of disconnected from his, from his, uh, he's estranged from his children. Okay. Um, one of, like his son is played by, uh, oh crap, what is his name? Nate? I, I think I made the, I think I, uh, 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 yeah, Nate Cordray, Cordray. Oh, yeah. Uh, from, I'm just calling him Nate Cordray, which I think is a character in The Office. Uh, <laughs> Nate Cordray, who was in Studio 60. Uh huh. Um, Like, and man, he has like one scene in the movie. He knocks it out of the park. He is amazing. Um, and I, what I loved about this is like, it's, it's funny. It's comedic. Uh, Billy Crystal is estranged from his, from his family and, uh, Ben Schwartz, uh, is back in town and he, uh, he's kind of like there like he's in town and he knows that the one that got away is is there too mm-hmm. um but the way that the comedy and the drama inter- intertwine um is really satisfying like it kind of gets to a place where i i could kind of see where it was leading um but i was overall very satisfied with it um sweet. Yeah. It was real good. Standing up, falling down. Um hopefully you'll get a chance to see it sometime. Cool. Yep. Um and I think that'll do it for potpourri for extended potpourri. Um yeah. Uh good sesh. Yes, good sesh. So coming up on the podcast, um, I think we're gonna do a special knives out uh remaining Heartland Red Carpet um episode probably next week, and then uh Disney Plus potpourri and maybe some other stuff i don't know okay we'll see so yeah that'll do it for this episode uh thank you guys so much for listening and for supporting us and everything and check out patreon patreon.com slash obsessive viewer um i am probably going to oh i'm gonna record a, well it'll already be up by the time you guys are listening to this but um i'm gonna record a video of my reaction to seeing the twilight zone tomorrow oh. um the special fathom events screening of uh Six, I think six iconic, uh, six or three, <laughs> uh, <laughs> six iconic uh, Twilight Zone episodes, uh, followed by a little new documentary about Rod Sterling in the theater, like That's on the awesome. big screen. Yeah. Like, I'm going to watch the Twilight Zone in a movie theater. Like, <laughs> freaking amazing. It's cool. Um, so, yeah, so uh, look forward to me gush about that. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. and now here's a short clip from our patreon exclusive rss feed to hear the full clip and more exclusive patreon content go to patreon.com obsessive viewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of one dollar per month thank you and enjoy pork um by the way uh i ordered pizza last night and like as i was eating it i was like uh and this just shows just how single and alone i am (laughs) um i was sitting there eating pizza on my little uh makeshift table that is a bar stool, mm. uh watching disney plus and watch looking at my cat uh when i thought like wh- what is pepperoni <laughs> like <laughs> like because like i had never questioned like what type of meat it was really yeah i had no idea and i googled what is pepperoni yeah <laughs> by the way that's the title of this patreon thing <laughs> <laughs>
3: um The Obsessive Viewer podcast is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to ObsessiveViewer.com slash OV Archive. You can also like our Facebook page and join the OV Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. And follow us on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer and at Obsessive Tiny. And follow our recurring co hosts at I Am Mike White, that's me, at RA Fecus, and at Burger underscore Lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our TeePublic store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at teepublic.com. T-E-E-Public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out ShocktoberinIrvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to ObsessiveViewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at AnthologyPod.com and on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. The theme music for the obsessive viewer comes courtesy of the band Loudlike from their EP mistakes. We must make additional bumper music is provided courtesy of as good as it gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash as good as it gets band. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.
2: Kitty.